Greetings, everyone. Welcome back to Becoming Chiron, the key to unlocking healing and personal alchemy with me, your hostess, Ursula Duffy. Today is Monday, March 6th, and I hit the record button right around 1039, 1040 a.m. here in Atlantic City, New Jersey. And today is a big day. Tomorrow is a very big day. So I want to get um, into the energy of the full moon that we have coming tomorrow, a little astro weather and just some personal shares of the vibes that I'm kind of feeling right now. And then we'll get into today's Chiron content, which will be Chiron in the sixth house of the natal chart, which I'm excited to talk about. So first, we have a full moon in Virgo tomorrow morning at 7.40 a.m. here on the, Eastern, on the East Coast, so Eastern time. And it's around 16 degrees of Virgo, so sun at 16 degrees of Pisces and the moon will be full opposite at 16 degrees of Virgo. And it'll be kind of cool too because if you can get outside, if you're up early enough, you'll see the almost full moon setting as the sun is coming up. So visually tomorrow morning, that'll be kind of neat. It's looking pretty full already. I saw it last night. And <clears throat> this is an interesting landscape that we have going on right now, energetically and astrologically, because we have the full moon happening tomorrow morning at 740. And then roughly an hour later, we have the planet Saturn shifting signs. So it's potent. This energy is potent. And I feel like we have, it's, it could, I don't know, the way that I'm kind of describing it and getting the feel and kind of putting my finger on it is, it's just feeling really paradoxical to me right now. Um, as I've mentioned, as I've shared my, my own chart throughout this, this journey so far, I have a Virgo moon. But my Virgo moon is in the balsamic phase which is when it's dark before it becomes new. And a full moon in Virgo is the complete opposite energy. So for me, the way that I really work with my Virgo energy is um, trying not to be a perfectionist, which throughout my life up to a certain point, I definitely was. And very OCD to an extent on things being neat and orderly and clean and planned and schedules and all those things. So throughout my my recent journey with my spiritual reawakening as i've shared i've learned to let go a lot and become way more laid back in those areas but ultimately for me this axis of the zodiac is kind of paradoxical because it almost feels to me like the most polar opposite because virgo is about assimilation essentially into the physical and pisces is the non-physical and beyond, beyond our senses and ultimately transcendence. So this is a very polarizing energy to begin with, with the full moon happening here. And then we have some really interesting and cool energy and opportunities for healing that are coming with this, as well as a challenge because loosely the full moon is getting squared by Mars. We've touched on Mars. It's been many months at this point. I'm seriously ready for Mars to get a move on and get the hell out of Gemini at this point. Because now we're experiencing, again, Mars squared Neptune, which is kind of where the energy was when the retrograde started, the Mars retrograde back in October. And that energy was building pretty much throughout the fall. 
and now it's it's squaring also loosely the sun and the moon with the full moon's within five degrees so mars is at 21 degrees of gemini and like i said the full moon is at 16 so we also have our first big challenge coming up to any of the action steps or things that were happening that you know maybe you sat with for a while during the retrograde because now we have the sun approaching a square to mars which happens after the retrograde in however many months because when mars is retrograde it's opposite the sun so now we're several months past the retrograde and now we're coming up on this square which is the first challenge to like i said any action steps or things that happen during the retrograde things that you put into place like maybe say boundaries or lessons that you learned and then took action on once the retrograde was done in january so those challenges are coming up now big time and then we also have a neptune square happening as well which creates confusion and honestly i am feeling a serious lack of motivation <laughs> i don't know about any of you listening out there but it's kind of like i said it's a paradox because all these squares are coming back up now and it's usually the, a challenge that creates you know tension as i talk about with squares that you know force you to act on something but with neptune it's just like it can be confusing and i don't know i'm just like getting in this chair today to just record has been I needed I need a lot of oomph <laughs> push myself to do this so especially with the full moon coming you know it's just uh, it's a lot there's a lot of energy happening right now and it's very like I feel very pulled in many different directions and I guess at this point with Virgo on my side in my own chart it's helping me stay as organized as I can and just take things step by step baby steps little by little if you can't get yourself to do anything it's okay. Rest. As we talk about full moons, that's times times for release. And like I said, we have an incredible potential for healing with this full moon because we have almost exactly uh, Jupiter conjunct Chiron and Venus is, is very nearby as well. So Jupiter conjunct Chiron, that only happens roughly every 12 to 19 years. And that is big maverick energy. It's in the sign of Aries, which relates to our life force and our identity and our motivation and our drive and our will. So we have that energy kind of on our side in this murky other, you know, water, earth, mud kind of let's let the lotus flower grow out of whatever get, happens tomorrow with this full moon. And then um, Venus and Jupiter are still, we can't see Chiron with our naked eye, but Venus and Jupiter are still very close. So you can still see them really close together in the sky after sunset, which is beautiful. And that just adds healing potential as well. Another, another layer with our values, our, how, you, how we value ourselves, but then also anything that's happening with you that you're feeling with relationships. This is a great energy and opportunity to work with if you need to have extra motivation or courage or oomph to put yourself first. So that's can be very difficult in relationship with others but we have that energy on our side as well and br bravery like i said it's a really big maverick energy with Ju jupiter just expands everything that it comes in contact with so jupiter chiron to me just says big maverick so um yeah that's the full moon and then like i said roughly an hour later we had saturn changing signs which is a very big deal because for one, that only happens roughly every two and a half years. 
So Saturn has been in the sign of Aquarius since, I want to say early to mid 2020. And this is a big shift. But prior to that, Saturn was in the sign of Capricorn for roughly two and a half years. So pretty much since the end of 2017, we've had Saturn in signs that Saturn rules, Capricorn and Aquarius. This is a really good time up, you know, on the brink of the shift to reflect on what's happened in your life for the last seven years and think back to December of 2017 and what was going on then and what's kind of materialized from then to now. So we have Saturn now shifting into a sign that's ruled by Jupiter, which is a very, very different energy. And this is another paradoxical energy that I'm feeling because when we talk about the planet Saturn, it relates very much to structure and boundaries and responsibility and reality and authority. And think about everything that's happened over the last seven years, essentially. And then, you know, in the middle of all that with the pandemic and everything and lockdowns and very, very, very prevalent Saturnian energy as far as restriction and constriction goes. And then when we talk about Pisces and Jupiter energy, that's expansion and the unseen and boundless. So it's it, it's going to be interesting. Uh, the last time Saturn was in Pisces was in the early 90s. So if you're feeling anything coming back up since that time of your life, it's a good time to reflect and, and learn from what was happening back then and kind of anything that you're seeing themes repeating now. But even though it's paradoxical energy, it is, I think, going to be a great opportunity to put structure to things that may feel intangible or bring your dreams into reality or Saturn relates very much to structure as well. It relates to our bones and the structure that our bodies are pretty much built on. So think about that and like the framework or organization or building something in where maybe it has existed in the non-tangible for a while now. I can think that's the best way I can describe it, but you see the inherent paradox in all of that. So Thing about Saturn, it's the last visible planet for us, and it just really sits on that boundary and that space where it's between the seen and the unseen, what we can really feel, what we really feel with our physical senses, and then what we sense beyond that. It's, I think it's going to be really interesting. I'm having fun reflecting on it. Now, I want to go back and look at the transits from that time in the early 90s and see exactly what was happening in my life. Like, I can kind of pinpoint it. I was in grade school. I was, it was probably, I'll go back and I'll go back and I'll have, I'll have some stories to share for next time. But for, for you personally, so that's the collective vibe. Personally, if you have any planets in Virgo, you're going to be getting an opposition to those planets from Saturn. So for me, that'll be opposite my Venus, my Moon, and my Jupiter as Saturn journeys through Pisces. And if you have any planets in Pisces, then you're going to be getting a tr transit over those from Saturn. So that's an interesting thing to pay attention to. And if you have anything in Gemini or Sagittarius, you're going to be getting a square from Saturn during this time. So not anything bad. I don't look at this as anything bad. Just Saturn really 
brings you to your knees to an extent when we're talking about that energy and taking responsibility for things and facing things and growth on a soul level, like what you came here to do. Saturn's known as the Lord of Karma. So things to pay attention to, things to check out in your own chart as this is happening, where is this happening, where's your Pisces space, and what's going on, what's brewing. So good time for reflection over the next day and as this energy really starts to shift. Like I said, with the sun and Neptune coming together, that happens once a year. That's that can be confusing to an extent too. Like my, I feel I don't feel my vitality is very like lit right now because <laughs> the sun relates very much to our vitality, and Neptune just blurs and confuses things. And it's just like I said, feeling very unmotivated at the moment. So that is, in a nutshell, what we're shifting into and what's got what's happening tomorrow and pretty much the rest of this week. If you can, and it's clear, like I said, get outside tomorrow morning. If you're awake early, see the almost full moon set as the sun rises. And then tonight, if it's clear where you are, try and get out if you haven't already to see Jupiter and Venus together because it's so beautiful. It's, it's quite a show. And I just love it when these two planets come together. The other thing that I wanted to share before we get into the Chiron material for today is I heard from another listener and it just warms my heart. And I'm so grateful that she reached out. Her name is Crystal Rose. And she also has Chiron conjunct her ascendant, also her North Node in the sign of Gemini. So we had a very interesting, deep and fun dialogue back and forth about that and her experience and things that she's learned throughout her life that relate to the themes that I've shared so far on the show. But it's a different flavor, especially with North Node there. That's soul's growth. So stepping into that Chiron energy is very different. So I think that when we get through the Chiron, through the houses and Chiron, through the signs material, I, I want to start having people on. And I want to start having conversations with people that have a similar Chiron placement to mine. Because then I think it's really going to unfold as far as diving really deep into this material and to the lived experience. So thank you, Crystal Rose, for reaching out. And I have thoroughly enjoyed our dialogue and I can't wait to continue the conversation. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Love to hear from y'all. <laughs> UrsaAlchemy at gmail.com if you have Chiron in a similar place or relate to anything that I share on this podcast. I would love to hear from you. So with that said, let's shift into our Chiron material for today. And as I've shared on this show, when I share my, my own personal chart and experience, I am intimately familiar with the sixth house space as well. That's where I have my Saturn, my Sun, and Pluto. So the sixth house space, just my, my kind of interpretation and in working with people in my own experience, it is, and for my, you know, like education, it's the space that relates to keeping our bodies functioning at an optimal level. We talk about the first house as the physical body, how we show up in the world and how we interact with people, how other people see us. Sixth is maintenance of the body. Those are big deal themes I see a lot with people that have sixth house placements, especially the sun like me. Keeping a routine, it's about routine, it's about habits. Keeping some kind of consistent routine for me has always been very important to my vitality. And I have another challenge there with 
my son being in the sign of Libra, which is opposite the sign of its exaltation, with his, which is Aries. So there's there's all there's already a little bit of a challenge there with my sun placement by sign, but then also having it in the sixth is challenging to an extent because keeping my body functioning at an optimal level is a very important thing that I need to pay attention to on a daily basis. So sixth house, like I said, relates to routines and habits. So it's it also work it relates to your work on a day-to-day level. So what time you get up, what, what you eat for breakfast, what you eat throughout the day, what time you do things throughout the day, how you're feeling throughout the day and how you handle that, what time you go to bed, how much sleep do you get? <laughs> so we covered the fifth house last time and that's the house of fun. And then the sixth is like the mundane daily routines, which don't have to be boring or anything, but it, it's a very different energy. So sixth house themes are those as well as, like I said, work day to day. But the themes that I've learned as being kind of like the highest vibration energy or highest expression of the sixth house and anything that you may have there is being of service, which is a role that I have been now stepping into over the last couple of years in a very different way. Honoring my chart, um, being in service to spirit is a good way for me to put it personally, just with my air planets and the connections that I have there. Sixth house can also relate to pets, more so smaller pets like cats and dogs and things kind of below that size level. But it can, I've seen it relate to things like horses and stuff too. So there's that theme that's there as well. So let's get into the Chiron material. I'll continue using Barbara's book and then I'll read the sixth house card description from the Black Moon Astrology card deck. And then we'll wrap up for today. So Barbara says about Chiron in the sixth. Chiron in the sixth house creates a significant connection with medicine and or healing. This person is at first the essence of Saturn. Very serious, pessimistic, hypochondriacal, disciplined, devoted, and wisdom comes with time. Unless there is something to lighten the energy, such as Chiron and Gemini or Aquarius, this individual doggedly works toward becoming healthy and then unceasingly searches for the secret to health in general. Once the person has acquired through experience with Chironic energy, the energy shifts and she, he becomes adept at sensing and identifying energy in the body. These people begin to realize that how we feel often is a function of what we think about or choose to do with the body energetics. Then they stop trying to control health means of Saturn control, by means of Saturn control, and they shift to Uranian attunement. These people are highly sensitized to the electrical nervous system one way or another, and they are intuitive about what is going on in the body. The body-mind balance is critical to those who have Chiron in the sixth house because Chiron's, okay, so just segue right here. Barbara says in her book, in this book, her theory is that Chiron rules the sign of Virgo, not Mercury. And in a natural chart, so as we talked about in Aries rising, Virgo would be the sixth house. 
So that's kind of where she's going with these statements that she's going to make that I'm going to read next. Next. So the body-mind balance is critical to those who have Chiron in the sixth house because Chiron's rulership of this house is the prime example of how we must know Chiron by experience. Thus, our actual experiences in work and our search for a meaningful goal in life are, are, are our healers. The issue of being healed is focused into the sixth house where we must materialize or bring into form all of the knowledge attained in the first five houses so we can enter into the experiences with others in the upper houses. This house teaches that the solutions we find in work ultimately lead the way toward integrating into adult life. The work of the sixth house is very much like the Saturn return. And with Chiron in the sixth doubling the influence, the ability to release power of the sixth house involves knowing one's individual form and matter. What am I? The body-mind balance is critical because Chiron bridges body-slash-Saturn balance to mind-slash-Uranus. Those with Chiron in the sixth vacillate between Saturnian guarding, enclosure, inner obsession, and Uranian kundalini electrical integration. They need counseling on learning to sense the electrical energy in the body as it flows first in themselves and on letting the Urani Uranian energy flow without resistance. The delicate balance of the sixth house is a great revelation of the essence of chirotic energy, which is a new world I have been using, a new word I have been using repeatedly. Body energy integration results from careful creation of Saturn form in a life, the careful building of experiences relationships, and values which do not block self-expression. When the Saturn work is complete, the greater levels of integration represented by Uranus have a form prepared for reorganization on a higher vibration frequency, which permits more awareness and sensation. Saturn growth timetables must be respected. The sixth house is the regulator of this dynamic. This dynamic operates through work and health. If you move too fast, such as using Eastern meditation techniques to force Kundalini flow at a young age, then the Saturn structural building is subverted. But one must also encourage Uranus to prod Saturn into methodical progress, fine tuning the Saturn vehicle to make it capable of expansion and transformation. Chiron in the sixth house symbolizes the working out of transformation energy in form as a karmic issue. So the rest of this, I'm not going to go into it because she uses all the examples of the charts that she studied to kind of come to these conclusions. But I think that that is so apt and it's kind of where I'm at personally, which is pretty cool. I don't have, as you know, <laughs> I don't have Chiron in the sixth house, but with other planets there, I'm kind of like getting into the the meat of my chart at this point where I talk most of the houses I talked about so far, I don't have anything in those, but fifth, sixth, and seventh, I do clusters as I've talked about, my, that's where my stelliums are. So that those statements about, especially since I have Saturn in the sixth house, it's very interesting what Barbara's saying. And 
just being kind of naturally called to energy work and being attuned to Reiki and all of that and experiencing the things that she's discussing as far as the form and the flow of the energy and the body and all that. Really, really interesting and fascinating to me. I hope it is to you as well. And I, I did want to touch on that too. So we've talked about at this point now, houses one through six, which is the lower hemisphere of the birth chart. And then that is all personal development work. It's our inner work. It's our inner world work. And then we do all of that, that we came here to do on the bottom half of our charts. And then we bring that out into the world, starting with the seventh house and seven through 12. So we'll get into that with the next episode that we'll do seven next, which is so fascinating. And, and the other thing too, that I see the sixth house representing a lot is equilibrium. And knowing that that's always like a constant tweaking and teetering every day, all day, every minute, like there's never <laughs> really like complete homeostasis. And if there is, it's, it's fleeting. It's, it's just a, it's a moment. And just think about like, if you practice yoga, all the, the inner shaking that your muscles do as you're holding the poses or balancing on a balancing board or a seesaw, or just, just kind of visuals to think about with this equilibrium that I'm talking about just even in our own bodies like the, everything is constantly working to achieve that fine-tuning in health and wellness and like I said keeping our bodies functioning at an optimal level which on one one hand happens naturally and instinctively just because we're alive but then on the other like what we can do to control that not or not control it but to influence it to make it better like I said what you eat what time you wake up how much sleep do you get all of these things factor in and it's just cool too that we're talking about this house on the eve of a Virgo full moon and it is very Vir Virgo energy especially if you have a, a natural chart with Aries rising because then your sixth house is Virgo like I said so really really cool I love that. I love Barbara's work. I love everything that she brings into it, especially the, the Uranian parts. Because when we're talking about Uranus, we're talking about the first planet that we really can't see with our naked eyes. And it really is that bridge, like her book is called Chiron, the Rainbow Bridge between the inner and outer planets. So between Saturn and Uranus, that is the space between the inner and outer planets. And going from that Saturnian energy to the Uranian energy is a really big shift. And if you go back and listen to my Saturn return episode, I talk a lot about that. And she touches on having your Saturn return and my, and like the sixth house being that representation energetically. And I also had my Saturn return in my sixth house. So really, really interesting material to dive into and just some points of reflection. If you have six house planets, if you have Saturn in the sixth, how do you relate to what I read from the book and, and what Barbara's talking about? And then having that order with the Saturnian energy, like I said, it's structure, it's boundaries, and then going into that Uranian side, which is more like lightning <laughs> and chaos and revolution and plant, your Uranus represents all of those things, the formless. So really, really cool, really cool analysis. And especially where Chiron comes into play. Um, Saturn was Chiron's father. So it's 
it's all pretty fascinating. So let's go into the Black Moon card. So I pulled the Sixth House card from this deck and it's really beautiful. It has the, I forget the, I forget the artist, but it's the drawing of the, a man or a person with the arms and legs kind of out. You'll, you'll probably know what I'm talking about once you see it. I forget the name of the drawing and I forget the name of the artist at the moment. It might touch on it in the card. Hopefully it does. And right above that, so that's in a circle at the bottom of the card. And right above that is the flower of life. So I think that's really cool. And that also ties really well into what Barbara says too, about the form and then pulling in the energy of the formless into the body. Pretty cool. So the card says sixth house routine. It's number 30 in the deck, which is also pretty cool because we all experience our Saturn returns around age 30. Second one around age 60. Third one, if you're lucky, 90. <laughs> so pretty cool uh, synchronicities that are happening as I'm discussing this material today. So the card says, sixth house routine, the body is a sacred garment. And that's a quote by Martha Graham. Let me just take a real sip of water real quick. Okay. So she says in this in the guidance for the card, you must change your usual way of looking at things. The sixth house is ruled by the mutable sign Virgo and the planet Mercury, as I've said, if you have a natural chart. And as Barbara would say, not Mercury, but Chiron, which is also very interesting. In the horoscope, it is the area of routine and everyday life. It is not so much a dazzling place as it has to do with the ordinary. It also rules the body differently from the first house and specifically your health, especially the digestive tract. This house reminds us what we should do to maintain good health and in this diet figures in. Anything that comes under alternative health or various approaches to strengthening the body and supporting a healthy lifestyle all falls under the category of the sixth house. The sixth house is all about duty, responsibility, and gainful employment. It shows how hard you work, how organized you are, how much you worry, and what you do on a daily nine to five basis. This is why it is also looked upon as the house of the job, how you earn a living as an everyday citizen. When this card turns up, a job change is possible. When the sixth house card presents itself in a reading, an important thing to consider is your state of health. Medical appointments and buildings, such as hospitals and health centers, may figure into your reading. For your future plans to progress smoothly, you must be strong in body. An area to look at closely is your diet. An alternative health approach may work best for you now, and you may find yourself interested in Reiki, acupuncture, chiropractors, health supplements, herbs, and visits to health food stores. Becoming involved in these matters professionally may also develop. As the sixth house has everything to do with your routine and what you do regularly, you may experience changes and disruptions in your schedule. 
It would also be to your benefit to become as organized as you can, since at this time, any type of disorganization could defeat your plans. It is time to pay attention to the small particulars rather than the larger picture. The larger picture cannot develop without the minute details. You may find yourself worrying over little matters, which is exhausting. Visits to libraries and schools may somehow assist you in your plans. It's important to be analytical in your endeavors, or they may come unraveled and not turn out in the ideal way you want. Perfection is not necessary to success. Completing what you start is more important. However, the sixth house card does suggest you insist on quality and usefulness. You may find yourself critical at this time or others will seem to be critical of you. You may want to clear up or correct matters which may have become unhinged or are at least off track. Efficiency and doing the right thing at the right time will serve you in the coming days. This is probably not an easy time because it is not meant to be. For something to really serve you in the best way possible with the outcome you are wanting, you will have to go step by step and have patience. It is not likely to happen fast, but whatever you manage to accomplish will stick and serve you well in the future. Sixth house card in brief, your job, how you work, and what you are working on, responsibility, duties, diligence, volunteer work, making sure all details are covered, looking at the small things, even trivialities, organization, making sure everything is in the right order, analyzing the situation, efficiency, productivity, the body's condition, digestive disorders, the colon, stomach, and esophagus, health foods and diet, a focus on physical, mental, and or spiritual healing, alternative medicines and healing modalities, forming plans, keeping matters in order, medical buildings, hospitals, and nursing homes, doctors, shamanism, nature, cleanliness, antiseptics, purification, the colors brown, tan, green, and off-white, keeping the books, numbers and letters, studying, learning, books, book work, libraries, editing, being alone, logic, small factors. Corresponding tarot card is the seven of pentacles and key ideas, daily work, healing, thought, discernment, small animals, employees, and orderliness. So there is that. <laughs> God, that speaks to my life so much. It's, it's incredible. And the other thing I mentioned, I've been mentioning with every episode going through the houses is planetary joys and the planet Mars is the happiest in the sixth house. And I mean, you can kind of interpolate that pretty easily as Mar Mars just likes to get shit done. So there's all of that and very cool. Very happy how this all turned out with the synchronicities, especially very happy I got my ass in the chair. <laughs> it's funny too. I started practicing yoga again recently because now all the health stuff is kind of coming back up for me. As I've shared throughout our entire journey so far, you can see how relevant this is to my life experience with the health challenges and then finding the alternative and a holistic method, Western versus Eastern, kind of finding the balance and the hybridization of those 
disciplines of medicine or practice, whatever you want to call it. And also kind of, you know, with less, like I said, being attuned to Reiki and, and getting really interested in energy healing and how to heal my own body and my diet, like I'm plant-based at this point and have been since 2017. So this all is such a big area of influence on my life and my life experience. And it's really cool. And be, be, you know, becoming an aromatherapist and then, you know, an astrologer, like all of these things have come into play. Like I, and I've talked about how I had a very traditional, you know, path up until pretty much 2017. So really, really cool and interesting to me. Fascinating, in fact, when I go and read, you know, these cards and descriptions, not really kind of, I don't think I've ever played much with this deck as far as picking and choosing and not so much as a reading, but looking to the information as a resource like we're doing with every episode. So really, really cool. And just being on the eve of the full moon in Virgo and all those Virgoan energies being extremely relevant at this time. And uh, so I was looking at my notifications this morning when I turned my phone on and I've been practicing yoga with the Yoga by Adrian videos on YouTube. Thank you, Mandy, for that. <laughs> and she's fantastic. And she has yoga for all different topics for, you know, PMS, for just like, if you're taking a break at work, you can do one at your desk. And the one that came up for today was, which I'm going to do at some point, is when you're feeling unmotivated. <laughs> so that was a really cool synchronicity too. I'm like, oh, that one's pretty perfect for the way that I'm feeling today. And if you're feeling the same way, as far as the extreme lack of motivation, then it might be a good one for you to do too. So that's Yoga by Adrian on YouTube. So there's that. And then just a couple of things with where you can find me um, online and in person this month. In the Towards the end of the month, on the 22nd, I am doing my first, what I'm calling Lunar Alchemy class. And I will be teaching how to create more magic in your life by working with the lunar cycles and the way that I work with them long game. So a six month cycle rather than the 28 days. So that will be on Wednesday, March 22nd. I believe at 7 p.m. Registration is on our website. You can find that under seagoddesshealingarts.com slash classes. And that will be with me. It's my first pretty much online solo teaching endeavor. So I'm super excited about that and to teach that topic because it's just, it's fascinating. And I'll, I'll share some personal stories and we'll look at charts and it's going to be a fun interactive class. And we have that coming. And then I'm doing an astrology readings pop-up on Friday, the 24th at Island Therapy. And that those are 20 minute readings and they're 30 bucks. So if you want to come and visit me in person and have a reading with me in person, a, a mini reading, that is, I believe, 4 to 7 p.m. on Friday the 24th at Island Therapy in Summers Point. Instructions are also on our website to sign up for that under the classes page. And um, they're handling registrations for that. So you have to call Island Therapy to get on the list for that. And then we have some other cool things happening. I'll share more as we go. Um, with the next episode and um, 
the other thing just to mention we, were, we started doing thursday night live readings see goddess on thursday nights i believe at 7 30 on our facebook and youtube pages and i will be hostessing those this week on thursday the 9th and then also if you're in south jersey and want another in-person experience mandy's doing her how to build a relationship with your angels class at uh, zen landing wellness and maze landing and that's also on thursday and you can register for that there's a link on our website for that as well so hope to see you in person or online or just co leave comments reviews share email me i'd love to hear from you it really helps me out with um my own motivation to be honest but just uh hearing from you i love 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 hearing it feedback likes shares comments on our youtube would be great if you want to show the show some love and show me some love there's also an option to subscribe as a paid subscriber and all of that information i'll put in the notes for today and i hope that this information was helpful and useful to you and that you're doing okay and feeling okay under these paradoxical energies that we're in right now. And as I share and say always at the end of each episode, remember to be a maverick. Bye.